0: welcome back to the beer o'clock podcast i'm dylan Toon. i'm angus norris here to bring you all the important views and outdated news from the beer world so a little bit different format this month Uh, only one of us is drunk yes (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah in in all seriousness i am been doing dry july for three and a half awful weeks and it's actually been fine, honestly, once you get used to it. But it will mean that the podcast is probably less active tasting focused. Yep. Um, So we'll still try to do, we've got a couple of ideas. I I feel I've made up for
1: both of us for drinking for this month. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we've still got plenty of beer to talk about, plenty of beer news. Lots of beer um, news this month. Got some different things going on. Still got a Desert Island six pack, so don't worry, it's all going to be your regularly scheduled programming, except... We might not be as drunk at the end. Yeah, and there's not going to be a seller because we haven't sold any non alcoholic beer in preparation for this. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah, when someone makes non alcoholic stout, Imperial stout. Imperial stout yeah. will we'll go there. When someone just tips engine oil into a bottle and. It can't really be Imperial in a non alcoholic form, can it? Oh, you could just put twice as much of whatever you put in. <laughs> just straight molasses in yeah. a bottle. Just reduce it on the stove and. See <laughs> what you come out of. Yeah, for. yeah. But yes, that sort of covers the preamble. Uh, so I think we can get straight into news. And there's really only one big piece of news on everyone's minds, thips, and perhaps egg on some faces. Um, CUB has been sold to Asahi for $16 billion. Uh, AB InBev have relinquished the Australian behemoth um, but, you know, I guess it's going from one big corporation to another big corporation. But it's still a very interesting move in the Australian beer landscape. I think the most interesting bit is,
1: has been sort of the Facebook commentary around this. People like, oh, it is not it a tragedy? This huge Australian company's gone mm. to Japanese people. It's like, well, it's been gone for eight years. Yeah. You know, Saab Miller bought it 2011. Yeah. Then there was the ABI takeover in 16, 15, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then now we're here. But yet some people think that it's been Australian owned that whole time.
0: It's a credit to Saab and ABI that they managed to put on this face of it. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, realistically, the average person isn't going to see anything different. At least, oh, it, change, yeah. it will change nothing outwardly. Yeah. Um, as to whether it's a good business decision um, well ABI
1: I think have been wanting to get rid of it for since they bought it I, th- I think there were issues um, from an anti-competitive point of view yeah, and that it made sense to ditch the Australian arm pretty quickly ABI seems to have a lot of anti-competitive issues. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. It's almost
0: like they're anti-competitive. Well,
1: well, you you own sort of sixty percent of the world's beer market. Yeah, that, that's bound to happen. <laughs> um,
0: it creates problems for you. CUB's profit has been dwindling pretty steadily. Not to, I wouldn't say an alarming
1: degree. But mm, in line with sort of macro. Dec- yeah. Well,
0: in line with Australian beer consumption falling. Yes. Um, and craft growing, you expect macro to drop, and and you know, CUB is kind of. Had the best craft arm, let's say. I'm sure they've destroyed their best one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure Fat Yak does okay.
1: Yeah, but again, Fat Yak's even dropped in, you know,
0: exposure recently. Anecdotally, I've seen there's less people buying it. Yeah. And there's less, you see it less. I mean, they've got Goose Island. Well, the thing about CUB is that they do have
1: these little phases where they go, oh, we're going to push Fat Yak for six months. And then it's like, oh, we're going to push,
0: you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, great Northern there? for six months. Like, yeah, yeah, they do kind of do that. I mean, they it, jump
1: around. They don't
0: have a consistent now. I imagine look. it's just the marketing people being like, "crap, this this thing that we're pushing isn't selling. Let's push something else, and that doesn't sell. Like crap." <laughs> and then meanwhile, Carlton and VB are the things keeping them afloat. Yeah. So I guess your your sort of main question about this was about the uh, historical Abbotsford site, the big.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's my um. My thought is that Abbotsford probably
0: goes in this. Yeah, I sort of think that it, it probably isn't financially sound unless they change how it's operating, because I know that it's tours and stuff, but it's not really outwardly friendly. No. It could turn it into somewhat of a destination, I think. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be yeah. worth the effort, but... How many people are coming to Melbourne to go to the Carbon United Brewery? I think a lot of it is, like, a lot of people, when they're in Melbourne, probably would. It's...
1: I don't know. It, it's,
0: it could be this... Icon, I mean, like Bogues and... Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could have, like, this big sort of central thing where everyone goes and visits, and it certainly has the history behind it. Yeah, it does, because it's been there since 1903, when...
1: Oh, well, before 1903, when they all merged. Yeah, and it
0: doesn't sound outside of the realm of something he might do, but on the other hand, like, so you alluded to, I think it's very easy. They could say, this is a lot of money for nothing.
1: Well, the thing is, they have this huge facility in Laverton, where the rent would be cheap. Yeah. Um, and they have this huge facility in... Abbotsford where the rent wouldn't be cheap. Yeah,
0: and it's a big. <laughs> it's huge.
1: Yeah. The value of that land would be enormous. It's like if they kept maybe the um the little brew house thing they have there. Yeah, like they've got a Well, that's what I'm thinking maybe to... you,
0: maybe you scale it back a bit and see what happens. <clears throat> well, just maybe convert it a bit, do something with it. But who knows? I mean, it could you could go anyway. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but my bet would
1: be that in, I don't know, three years, maybe Abbots would goes.
0: Yeah. No, no, that's definitely definitely not out of the realms of possibility. I mean, it's probably the one thing you could see actively changing in terms of external sort of facing things happening. The
1: one thing that Mountain, uh, that Asahi did with Mountain Goat is they left Richmond. You know, yeah. They, so they kept all the production that they'd been doing under contract, but they left Richmond alone just to do what whatever they were. Wanted to do.
0: Yeah, and obviously different circumstances, but it is... It very different show. volume issues. <laughs> yeah. It does kind of show, because, I mean, they've just... Mountain Goat, they've just taken the core range off-site, essentially. Yeah. That's sort of...
1: But that core range had been off-
0: brewed off-site for years. Yeah, so it's not really... Yeah, <laughs> what well, it wasn't a change to that being brewed off-site sort of thing. You imagine much like Mountain Goat TV, it's probably a very ready-to-go business in that. There's very little that needs to be done. Um, so speaking of other acquired breweries, I suppose... Uh, $11 million expansion for little creatures in Geelong. Um, so, some new jobs and solar panels and... Yeah, this through a government grant from from memory. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Minister for Jobs Innovation and Trade, Martin Pakula, uh, announced the Victorian government's support for the brewery's $11 million investment. Project. I don't know if that. Is, so there is a grant. I think the grant is for the solar. Power. Yeah, for this because uh, I think they were going to become sort of twenty five percent. Yeah, like the their power to use. Yeah, and they're going to expand that as they go on, which is great. Yeah, that is. There's nothing to dislike about that, and um, it sounds like it's interesting to see them in this sort of newsy article talked about it as like the home of Furphy. It's like no, not Little Creatures, Pale anymore Although well, I suppose Geelong is the Geelong is the, Geelong is the, the home of yeah. Furphy because like. Furfy was
1: designed to be Geelong's little creature's panel. Yeah, and it just happens to be massive, all-encompassing kind of... Just area. huge. I um, mean, there's quite a few breweries down that way that have gone solar panel. Yeah. Because um, salt is 100% solar powered. Yeah, and that kind of area, I think, is yeah. probably... It's the area to do it in. Definitely,
0: yeah. Um, a lot of sort of environmentally conscious people down that way as well. Yeah, and it probably, you know, long-term, big upfront investment, but... Probably saves you money long term.
1: Well, it's not if the government pays for it. Yeah, not well, exactly. <laughs> That's that helped too, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so on to something you like less than Little Creatures, uh, the ABAC ruling mm. on Jedi Juice. Uh, it's for kids, apparently.
1: Yeah, good old ABAC. Um, so ABAC ruled
0: that the artwork on Jedi Juice, which we'll post in the show notes, um, appealed to children. In the same way that anything with a woman on it? Yeah, appeals to sort of fourteen, uh, not even like sixteen-year-old mates. Yeah. Or something. yeah. I don't, I don't. I'm, the only thing I could think of was maybe the coloring, the white and green. That's a bit of a stretch, even. <laughs> yeah, but like, surely then all their beers are in breach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think of that. That's yeah, it's a bit Jedi Juicy. I'm well. just holding up a V can, Um but it's it's just weird. It's a really. Yeah, like, I
1: get what they're saying, but surely the it's name. such a long time. Surely the name is as big a problem? Yeah, and it
0: doesn't seem to be about that. It seems to be solely about That's purely
1: life. about the. The complaint was about the artwork, and that it looked. So it was from a guy who took his friend's kids into a bottle shop who were 14 and 15, um, and they went, oh, can we buy this? It looks so cool his first mistake was listening
0: to teenagers.
1: Well, his second, first mistake was bringing his kids into a bottle shop. And yeah. Com- and then
0: feeling he should complain that he took kids into a shop where, you know. And they wanted stuff in the shop. Because kids usually never want things when you take them into a shop. That's just ridiculous. And yeah,
1: but the thing about ABAC, ABAC has a lot of issues. But, you know, this seems
0: like a strange bow to be drawing. It's just been a long time. It's a strange, it really seems knee-jerk. It's like, a crap, we had a complaint. Well, they only operate on complaints, ABAC.
1: It's so a good it, way to be. It's one of the most ridiculous systems. But ABAC is purely set up to deal with complaints. They can't be uh, proactive. It's It's entirely reactive. It's like when they get a complaint, they will then assess the thing.
0: That's, yeah... <laughs> And, you know, eventually that's bound to happen with pretty much everything. Well, people will complain about anything these days, won't yeah. they? Well, and especially
1: beer-related, you know, it's a... Uh... Imagine being in a bottle shop with your friend's kids and complaining that they wanted to that's buy That's the one. leap like... that I
0: struggle with, is the, uh, is the... Not my idiot friend's kids wanted to buy this thing, it's that I'm actually going to actively complain about this. It's just, it's a leap that I cannot fathom. I remember fifteen and sixteen year old me would have wanted to buy almost any beer. Exactly, that's the thing. It's not. It's not even about. It, it's
1: it has nothing to do with the product per se.
0: If Disney doesn't have a problem, you wonder why ABAC does. Wow, it's it's just really. Uh, or why Joe Blogs who complained us. Yeah, yeah, it's like you alluded to. It's interesting to see if the name will change too, and what's going to happen because you said they can run through their stock. So it's about yeah. So they've got ten, they've got ten months of cans, um, in stock. Um, and
1: with ABAC being, they're not a signatory to the ABAC code, um, but they're sort of compliant with it because it's better for the industry to have ABAC rather than have it properly regulated. Um, (laughs) that makes sense. Yeah. It definitely makes sense. Regulation (laughs) is bad. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Less regulation is better. We'll take our chances with the idiots who respond to.
1: Yeah. So they've got no obligation to actually do anything with it, but they will do it. Uh, They're in big time. bottle shops and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So to be stocked in Dan's, you have to be, um, compliant with ABAC. Yeah. I Imagine
0: the same for first choice too. Yeah.
1: Because ABAC and for uh, Dan's and first choice are signatories to the ABAC code. Yeah. And so they have to be compliant, which means that you have to be compliant. Yeah. So I, I mean, I assume Nation will be on the front foot with this. Um. So they've already come out and said, yeah, we're going to agree with it. Yeah. Um. They did argue it at first, but then have decided we'll just wear it. Um, they're going to go through their stock of 10-month cans and then do something else, which they haven't decided yet. And I'm sure it will be fine. It'll As be long fine. as the beer doesn't change, really. I I would guess
0: that it's going to be renamed and relabeled to something. As long as the liquid's the same. Yeah, exactly. I never really liked the name that much anyway. No, I, it's <laughs> fine. I don't know, Star Wars references are written bit nut. It's like, it's... <laughs> We all know my opinion on IP issues, you know, and breweries infringing on IP don't do it? Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: like, why would you bother?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's strange for Jedi juice, because it doesn't really fit in with Hot Nation's kind of range anyway. As a beer, certainly. Yeah, but not as a name, like all their other stuff is. Yes, the something. Yeah. Um, And decidedly not the Star Wars reference. Maybe they should just call it the Star Wars reference. That would be funny. It <laughs> could get around. It probably be uh, that would be when Disney would have a huge whinge about it and do them. <laughs> hey, you're not making It's Like being you can't say anymore. Star Wars. Yeah. Jedi could be from anything. <laughs> uh, so next up on the docket is the Royal Adelaide, sorry. Royal Adelaide Beer Cider and Spirit Awards because, you know, every award must be reported on here. That's right. Uh smiling samoyed samoyed. Yep. Uh taking out the most outstanding beer in show for the third time in 5 years for their dark ale. Seen a few dark beers win awards this year? Yeah, there have been quite a few, haven't they? Yeah. And
1: it's weird that a dark ale wins because what style does that fit into in the show? Dark ale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I don't reckon that's a BJCP no, I mean guideline award, you know. <laughs>
0: I don't know what you put it in here. Uh, Maybe it fits vaguely under some export style. I've had it. It's it's nice. nice. No, well, that's good. As long as it's nice, that's what it is. They
1: make really good beers,
0: Smiling Samoyed. Very hard to get outside of South Australia. Yeah, very hard. Uh, So another one, you know, a few other awards. Run through them quickly. Woolshed won three trophies. uh, Reduced alcohol, hybrid beer, Champion Small Brewery, Prancing Pony won Best Pilsner, and Champion Medium Brewery, Pirate Life... One champion American Pale Ale, India Pale Ale, and champion large brewery Harcourt One Cider, and yeah, nothing really mind blowing, but again, just good to report these and say congratulations. Woolshed's the one for me. Like we don't see a lot of their beer in Melbourne. Yeah, so there's some definite Adelaide flavour in there. Like yeah, I mean yeah, of course Life as well is always, obviously it seems to be uh, solely kind of South Australian. Those awards too. Yeah, it's well, Harcourt's Victorian. Yeah, the but uh, the beers like that's yeah,
1: that's all Very screen. parochial. <laughs> well, um, all of them make good beer. Like I've had yeah. a couple of Woolshed beers that I've quite enjoyed. um Prancing Pony's great. Yeah, and that Pilsens. I think it was Indie Kid. Yes, Indie Kid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Indie Kid's great. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're good. Like they they really have a unique little space. Prancing Pony and yeah, and pirate life's pirate Life. Yeah, they make really nice hoppy beers, and it makes
1: sense that they won pale on IPA. Yeah,
0: you can't get behind that. Uh, And more news on Stomping Ground. We spoke about Stomping Ground 2 last month, and then Stomping Ground 3 already. I actually feel like Stomping Ground 3 was kind of in the works a little bit. It's been in the works for a while. Yeah, so they're opening Melbourne Airport. They had the pop-up there. Um, Terminal 3.5, I think it was, and it was the sort of pop-up bar. And that that did well, from all accounts. And yep. So, first airport brewery in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, which is cool, isn't it? Like, to actually have a brewery behind um, security. Yeah. Um, and uh, Capital Brewing are opening a bar in Canberra, too. Yeah, it?
1: so they've got a bar opening at Canberra Airport, which is possibly the worst airport in the world. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I don't even know if I've been. I assume... Actually, I would have been. I've been in Canberra, so <laughs> you Yeah. assume you have to go to Canberra Airport, but...
1: It's crap. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, capitals! alright. Capitals, nice. Yeah, um,
0: but they—they're just doing a bar, um, but Something Ground are actually opening a brewery. Well, look, they're both. As far as airports are pretty dire, and so you will take we'll take both. More alcohol distribution at airports. We'll go anything with. that's not like a twenty-dollar Heineken pint. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it will be interesting to see what Stomping Ground do with it. Um, It'll be good. It. Yeah. Um, so I think it's how? a relatively
1: small kit, and it's a pain in the ass because like each bag of malt has to be scanned through security and stuff like that. But
0: the prices will no doubt reflect that. I'm sure they will. Yeah. But that's fine. That's At least you're going to be paying for something that was made. and
1: it Made in Melbourne and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, all that good stuff.
0: Uh, finally, Zwanzee Day locations announced for Australia um, and everywhere else, I assume. Yeah, everywhere else as well. Uh, Bucket Boys and Besk Bar, which is not even open yet, apparently.
1: Yeah, so Besk Bar, I don't know a lot about. I believe it's being opened by the guys at Main Liquor
0: in Perth. So none in Melbourne? No, none in Melbourne this year. Um, so that's got Sydney and Perth. Interesting. I don't know why they wouldn't just have it at Main Liquor. It's yeah, I'm guessing expensive. it's a licensing thing. Yeah, probably.
1: Um, but yeah, so it's West Leederville as well. Um, and yeah, the bits and pieces I'm hearing on the grapevine is that that's the Main Liquor guys.
0: Yeah, well, that that would make sense. I was wondering, how does a bar that's not open have that much clout? And if it's the main liquor guys. That yeah, that's that, nice. that's the things that all makes it yeah. makes sense. Like, oh, can get around that. We had a good time. We did. You would think Carwin would have done enough to get it again, but honestly, like, I think they want to ship it around. Yeah, yeah. Like the country a bit. No, that's fine. Yeah, it's um, I, I have no problems with it going around the country, and it probably saves us money. So. Definitely, um, and yeah, they had some issues with their kegs this year, so there's actually less locations worldwide than
1: normal. Ah, oh, okay. Which is sad, I suppose. Yeah, look, it's it's
0: be, it's good that they're doing it properly.
1: Yeah, they they just went, well, we can't we can't service it properly, so we're gonna do less and yeah, that's see fine. see the rest of you next year, hopefully. Yeah, yeah,
0: and you know people will definitely come back for Canty on it. Won't exactly. not really be a problem. Uh, we'll be back shortly with a, something a bit different. Alright, so in lieu of uh, not doing, you know, doing a lager segment, ranking a lagers, and various other live tasting things, we've got some alcohol-free beers here, and we're just going to... Give them a whirl and let you know if they're any good. Run through them, because... We've got a bunch. We've got six. Six. And so they're mostly pretty big, accessible brands if you're in Australia. Uh, BWS is sponsoring Dry July, so they've got a decent lineup. That spills over to Dan Murphy's a yeah, bit. Dan's have quite a few all the time, I think. We've got a couple from First Choice as well, and it's like, we didn't... A lot of it's not crafty, really. In fact, I would say all of it's not crafty, just about.
1: Uh,
0: Adnam's Craft? maybe yeah they'd be the only one if they are yeah and they're
1: very big craft if they are yeah uh
0: so we don't have you know uh we didn't buy the blue dog stuff yeah um
1: we've both had those enough times
0: (laughs) yeah and so it was sort of just i don't know we just sort of thought we'd give these a whirl and sort of go with our format that we use for our ranking of lagers um sort of just give you some thoughts and uh wasn't really much thought beyond that. So, first up, we've got Heineken Zero and Hollandia... I don't know if it has a subtitle. Zero, zero. Sure, yeah. So, basically, just normal beers. Uh, both blue labels. Blue seems to mean non-alcoholic. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but apparently... That's, that's a thing. go in Europe. Yeah, and so, these are two we're probably not super keen on. I have a comment on the, on the Heineken, having tasted it. What is your comment on I, I reckon this is better than their normal Heineken. This actually isn't bad. This tastes, me like of t- tastes like beer. tastes like Carlton Zero.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Sort of not too much. The main thing I kind of look for is like not too much sweetness. And, and there's not, there's not, there's sweetness, but it's not huge. Not horrible. And there's that kind of, there's, you can taste like, I find when Soft. the hops have no malt, there's like a little bit of chalkiness going on and you can get that. There's actually hops in here. It's not thin. No. The way that some are. Um, decent mouthfeel. I do like that the Heineken Zero bottle says pure malt lager. A lot of them do advertise the malt thing. Mm, I wonder why. The malt flavour as opposed to the sort of... Yeah, malt extract. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Well, I mean, yeah. I I'd love know. to know what Heineken A yeast is. So they've done this with their yeast and stuff. I wonder how they've done it. I assume it's one of these arrested ferment things. Yeah. It does taste like an arrested ferment then so, force carved and chuck it in the bottle of color today.
1: So they say, you know, it's called Heineken 00. On the back, it says alcohol-free beer less than 0.04%.
0: Yeah, so that seems to be, the threshold seems to be 0. 0.05, 0. 4. No, 0. 0.5, I think, is the threshold here. Oh, yeah, sorry. it's 5. 0.5, not 0. But yeah, 0. 0.05. yeah,
1: this is 0.
0: 0.04. They're Maybe that's for people who are allergic. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some people couldn't drink kombucha and stuff and... But, like, the uh, Adnams one, which we'll get to, um, that advertises obviously 0.1 cent of drinks, I think. Yep. And so, so it's it's something. If yeah. If you're allergic or, you know, strongly. Probably enough to upset some people, yeah. but... Um, so I think the 0.01s probably really have to be specific with how, what 0.0 means. Well, the thing is, like... If you're doing dry July, you
1: probably shouldn't drink fruit juice because most of that ferments and is more than point, you know, point. Yeah, and like a lot five. of it's...
0: yeah, there's trace amounts of alcohol in yeah, heaps in almost stuff. everything. Yeah. Um,
1: even just fruit.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like ferment there's so much fermented food. Right? Yeah, that's like and there's all the delicious stuff, all the things that you want to eat. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's more. It's I think dry July is more of a philosophical thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> nothing wrong. with It's that. more of trying than a uh, yeah.
1: I would drink this, though. Yeah, but this is I fine. genuinely don't
0: dislike this. Heineken 0.0. It's fine. That's the takeaway. Better than possibly even. I'm, I'm having... I wouldn't it. go nuts, but it's, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. We'll just we'll, we'll leave it at fine. Hollandia <laughs> is next up, and I think it says something. The only reason I haven't tipped it out is because I can't be bothered. Yep, pretty much. It tastes like wort, and you called it, and that is 100% correct. If you force-carved your crappy Blondel wort... This is what it would taste like. Yeah. Uh, oh, only if you didn't hop it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just is. It's sweet. so sweet. Very sweet. <laughs> like, the thing... I, I picked it as wort when I smelt it. I was like, mm. it's wort. And then you taste it, and it doesn't get any better. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's actually, uh, it's got more calories than most too, so I imagine it probably is unfermented sugar. Most of them probably do it a different way. And this, I think like, it's
1: just sugar. Yeah. Like, they just haven't bothered to ferment
0: this. It really does taste like if you just, like, made a ghetto herbal tea and grabbed some dried Pilsner extract and poured <laughs> it, pour it, in. it in, like, a good thing of soda water.
1: That's it's... not unfair.
0: <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> actually, no, Pilsner extract probably has more hops in it. <laughs> Um, um, there's not a lot else to say It's not very good uh, This is what gives non-alcoholic beer a bad name Yeah. Thanks, Hollandia Next up we've got Wine Stefana's uh, Alcohol-free Hefeweiss beer Yep And it's got Adnams Ghost Ship Which we sort of talked about before And uh, Sorry, it's the alcohol-free Ghost Ship Citrus Pale Ale Ghost Ship I don't know Who knows Yeah, it's an alcohol-free Adnams uh, beer Pale Ale Yeah From Adnams yeah. Yes And uh, so we've got the Wine Stefana first. Yep. Um, this, I always like this one. This is a really solid wheat beer from people who really know what they're doing with wheat beer. These guys
1: make the best alcohol-free beer, don't they? That mm. we can get at least.
0: I think so. At least, yeah, most easily. Yeah. Best easily accessible alcohol-free beer. Not, doesn't hurt the wallet at all. It's pretty bloody cheap. 3 dollars bottles. Yeah. 4 bucks maybe? Yeah. Um, and really, this is a very decent wheat beer. Well, this
1: tastes like a wheat beer. Yeah. Like, you, uh, I don't think you can really tell that this isn't a f- full strength
0: wheat beer. Yeah, look, if you were really looking hard, but if you just gave it to me,
1: yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't question it if someone nah, gave it to you. I'd just be like, "This is a pretty good wheat beer." Yeah, um, and we've talked about this, I think, off mic before about why the Germans are so much better at their alcohol free beers. Yeah, um, which is the change in their drink driving laws about ten years ago. Mm. Um, basically, if you have any alcohol in your system, you're culpable in, in an accident, but the drink driving limit is still 0.08. So you can risk it, but they generally don't. But if you're in an accident, if, if you're 0.05, you know, under their limit, yeah. and you get T-boned by someone, you're at fault. Yeah. So, it kind doing of nothing the
0: on the person. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's effectively made their limit zero, which yeah. is good. Unless you're an idiot, and then in which case, well, don't be an idiot. Then you sort of deserve it. Yeah. Um, but you're getting better quality alcohol free beers. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, it's very popular and very common, like to be at a restaurant you know, and three people will order a full strength beer and one will order an
0: alcohol-free beer. Like, there's no stigma. Like, it's yeah, just, yeah. this is what we do. And I, you know, I haven't drunk tons of alcohol-free beer in July July, which might be surprising, but honestly, you know, like, San Pellegrino does the job, really. But it's, you sort of, um, it's it's good to think of a well we could find it easier and especially yeah. non-crappy ones. Because it's, it's just an enjoyable, refreshing beverage, even if you separate it from the beer thing. Yeah, this is fine. It's almost like molten hops and carbonation make her nice. It's drink.
1: almost like people like those flavours. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And they don't just want to get tanked. Like, yeah. It does help sometimes. Sometimes. But this yes, th- nice. thumbs up, yeah. Really not a lot to say. Like, There's nice little like, banana-y sort of things going on. You get the oh, there's
1: all those esters that you'd hope for. A bit of clove in there. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a wheat beer.
1: There's just... Very little wrong with it.
0: Yeah. And you wouldn't expect much else from Juan Stefano, but it still can confirm. No, when you've been doing something for almost a thousand years, you'd hope you'd be good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, then probably a career change is needed. In- indeed. But, you know, they've done this in, what, 10? This, this yeah. Everyone, so that's, that's, I, I think they've existed for a while, but, like, oh. exploded in Germany in the last like, yeah. 10. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll... Uh, yeah, we'll come back with our thoughts on Adnams Alcohol-Free Ghost Ship. Adnams Ghost Ship Alcohol-Free. It's good. We had one before. Each, we did. And um, having another one, it's still nice. Nice citrus flavour. It's definitely the hoppiest of what we've had. and it does It's the hoppiest alcohol-free beer I've ever had. Yeah, maybe Nanny State. Although, Nanny State's not super It's That's malty. Yeah. It's nicely balanced, in Nanny State. But this is more of actually, like,
1: hoppy. This is a genuinely hoppy palate. It's a little thin, but, you know, that's to be expected.
0: And, like... It's you, like we said off air, you expect that with alcohol free beers. Like, yeah, it just comes the territory. Like it's just where you play. You're only really pointed out if it's not thin. <laughs> this is hoppy soda water. Like, yeah, that's with fine. a bit of malt. And like hop, hop soda is a thing. Yep. And, uh, this is kind of like that. I mean, it's, it's got good citra flavor though. Like, yeah, it's like perfectly. If this was like a, you know, a 5% pale, it'd probably be a nice beer too. Yep. And it's nice as it is. I think it'd be a really good little 3%
1: mid-strength. Yeah, because it's a almost A like, yeah, little bit more body, touch, and yeah. you'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> sit sit in the pub and drink that all afternoon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with this, and um, oh, I think that's a thumbs up for me. Definitely a They up. are around at uh, BWS and Dan's stuff for this Dry July thing, so... Um, yeah, BWS, I think, only. Exclusive to okay. BWS. Yeah. And four-pack purchases only. Four-pack only, but... <laughs>
1: They're 10 or 12 bucks or something, so... <laughs> yeah,
0: and you could do worse. At least it's nice if you yeah. do fallback only. Alright, we got two more alcohol-free beers. Uh, Angus's uh, resistance has been broken, and he's also cracked a little bang New England IPA. But... I'm only human, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> so we're having... This is a Carlton Zero, which were... Um, I don't know. Most people probably would have had one, you know, whether by choice or not at some stage. Out of interest, I think.
1: Yeah. Like... I definitely
0: had my first one out of interest. Yeah. Um I literally think we had it because we were thirsty and we had them and then We had to drive. Yeah. It was after um after Gaussiwansi day, yeah. yeah. And we were, had had a bit of a trek and um so we sort of thought, let's not get more drunk before we get to where we're going. <laughs> let's so wrap a little. But... I don't know how much that worked. Yeah, I don't think it did. Carlton Zero was nice though. Indeed. Um, and it still is. It's pretty solid. It, I do think it is similar to the Heineken Zero. Um, it's probably a little cleaner, maybe. I don't know. A little bit more malt.
1: Yeah. As well. Um, it's a nice beer.
0: It's just,
1: yeah. It is what it is. It's a, it's a multi-alcohol-free beer. It doesn't
0: taste like wort, so that's a Yeah, tick. it's just a pretty solid alcohol-free beer. Like I think we've spoken about we like Carlton Zero. And, um, I like Carlton Zero. Yeah, that hasn't really changed. That's... I think Carlton Zero was sort of more impressive than we thought it would be and remains to be. This is the first one. Actually, probably the first one I've had other bottles too, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I've intend- always bought cans. Well, we don't opt for bottles in most situations, but this especially, like... It's the kind of thing, because they sell the cans at Coles. That's right. And they and, sell the bottles at liquor stores. And it's like, well, I go to Coles. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Carlton Zero, perfectly acceptable. I mean... I doubt this will be out for the end of dry July, but hopefully we can use this maybe for next year. Yeah, I think... Yeah, next year. And the this last was... one we got to try today is Erdingers. Yep. This is alcohol-free wheat beer. Yep. Um, and I haven't had this before. You have. I have. Um, I don't remember having it, but I have apparently. Um, that is... Sorry, I'm just trying the Erdinger. Um, it is less wheaty but it is remarkably like full-bodied like less wheaty than the wine stavana but it's very like full-bodied and creamy and smells wordy yeah it's definitely more on the worty sort of sweet end of things yeah. um but it is nicely rounded yeah it's, it's sort of it's soft def- sweeter I'm... i i get mm. the
1: soft thing you're talking about like it sort of Coats the mouth quite nicely. Yeah, mostly. which
0: is what you want from wheat beer. But it just tastes less wheaty. I assume there's less yeast sort of character here. Like, there's.
1: I'm not picking up any. Yeah. Sort of um, banana or clove or any no, of those yeah, typical no, no. wheat phenolics. Um.
0: I don't mind it. Mostly, I'm getting sugar, like. Yep. Wort and a uh, hint of hops. Um, I it's actually quite drinkable. Yeah. Like. It's pretty middle of the pack. You can tell it's sweet. This is by it's... far the most expensive one, I think. Is it? Yeah. So this is like 19, 20 a six pack. Okay, yeah, that's um,
1: that's definitely the most expensive of the yeah, ones I you're not
0: quite... I mean, you could just about yeah. get a six pack of the wines for of 500 mils for that price, and that's hard to justify, but... Yeah, I think they were $20 six pack. Yeah. Um. So you wouldn't... But I think this is perfectly acceptable, and it is, it is different from the lagers, although not in the way you'd think there's definitely going to be people who prefer this one to any of the other ones we've had like yep. it, it is it a does different have it's, fans, it's yeah. got a different flavor profile yeah than a lot of them um, I don't hate it no it's just solid and it's a bit different and yeah nothing wrong with that um, so I think I mean the standouts we've kind of spoken about them I think the, the two best at what we had probably the Adams and the mindss finer um, Adams is the surprise I reckon with a special sp- mention from the Heineken Zero. Yep. And Carlton Zero is good too mm. and basically Hollandia is shit and the rest of Basically it. ignore Hollandia mm. and the rest are fine. It's it's a good sort of sign for the quality of alcohol free beer that we've picked. To be fair, we have picked pretty big ones, but like also we've picked six and I've only one bad one. And beer. we've had one bad one. And, um, um which is not the rep alcohol free beer has no and they're certainly not watery which no. is the rep that they get they all have flavor it may not always be the flavor you want but they have flavor there's definitely flavor there i would drink this after going for a run or something that's seems to be what people do nowadays a lot of people apparently very lots of electrolytes and alcohol free beer there you go yeah i wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> well apparently that's that's another reason they're big like in germany apparently they're quite big for after runs i was just reading a little interesting article about They're actually a lot healthier than Gatorade and stuff. I don't doubt that. I think Gatorade's possibly the worst thing for you in the world. (laughs) And they've got sugar and water in this, just like Gatorade. Just like (laughs) Gatorade. Um, so yeah, that's our little alcohol-free thing done. Um, and we will be back with the Scouting Report. We are back with the Scouting Report. Um, I have very few Scouts to report, so I'm just going to throw this over to you, Angus. Um... Got a little list here, and we'll line them up and knock them down as we do. It's so, a short list this month. Yes, so I've uh, uh, got Grand Ridge, Bullant, Two Rupees, and Urban Alley. Yep. And I'm just going to fire off some names, or these names that we just <laughs> said, and uh, you can just throw back a bit about it, and uh, what you liked, and what you possibly didn't. Um, yep. So Grand Ridge, I'm intrigued about this one. Yeah, um, I'd never been there, which I thought was
1: slightly Not strange. Close,
0: no, so it's the best part of three hours. Oh um i think that qualifies as not close yeah
1: um and it was sort of, it was quite different to what i thought it would be like i th- had this vision of it being in the middle of nowhere yeah um and like on a farm or something i like, that was the image i had in my head yeah so it's in the middle of a town okay in like, like a merbu merbu north Mirabu? Yeah. yeah um and it's in i want to say it's
0: an old butter factory it's oh, cool. A, but it's an it old, a big it's space? Or? It's huge. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. I've heard it has a good reputation as like an entertainment food That's cool. Kind of yeah, there. food was good. Like, really good. Um, beer was... Beer was solid. You we, know, We do talk a bit of smack about Grand Ridge.
1: Um, so I had some stouts because it was fucking freezing when yeah. I was there.
0: They've always been pretty good at stouts. Yeah, so I had, a
1: I think, the hat lifter. You had the I'd, winter warmer. The winter warmer, which is what I actually wrote on the blog about yeah which is like a stout with some vanilla and some chili and that's pretty cool yeah that's only a good combo and then i had the nitro hat lifter as well oh cool uh and the difference between the normal hat lifter and the nitro hat lifter was just ridiculous
0: in a good way or just an interesting way
1: interesting like so all the nitro like took away all the bitterness and all the tannins and roast from the hat lifter and made it into this creamy thing it was really cool that's really cool no. And tasting them side by side, yeah, yeah. as one does, yeah, they, yeah, as you do. Uh, so Bullant, Bullant is further than Grand Ridge, um, like same trip or same trip, quite a lot further. <laughs> I think it was another couple of hours.
0: That's a big day. Yeah, it was a long way. Enough time to work little... out the the beer or two. Yeah, I,
1: I went to uh, so, and after that, I went to Lake's entrance to pick up some
0: um, some beer. Oh. Made, made a well, it's almost more than a day of it,
1: yeah. So it was, I think it was nine hours of driving. Oh, good, yeah, for, for a few beers. Yeah, uh, how was Bulland anyway? Um, Bulland is interesting. Um, it's in this tiny, tiny, tiny town, um, sort of north of Lake Entrance. Okay, um, and it's like a I don't know what you call it. It's like a, almost a shed that they've built. Okay. Which has, which has their little copper clad brewery in there. Um, so their beer wasn't amazing. Um, sort of English style for the most part. Okay. Um, dark. They've got a dark lager, but Irish red. Promising. Yeah. haven't had the dark lager yet. Okay.
0: So, so do you buy one? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, do I brought package one. stuff. Yeah, they do um, quite a lot of packaged stuff. I reckon I've heard of them, or seen their stuff. Probably even had a couple, but like, like five or six years ago, you used to see their stuff around yeah, Melbourne yeah. in six fifty bombers. Mm.
1: Um, so they've gone to three thirties now, which is a sensible decision. Sensible decision. Um, and I think it was all a bit old. Like the beer I bought
0: there, I think was pretty old. So you, did you? You didn't have any there? No, I had one had an um, Irish Red. Any better? No. Okay. So it's like... No, it, was, it was okay. It was fine, but not worth it. It was an Irish Red. Trip. Yeah. You know? No. Nobody's in the world's favourite style.
1: Yeah, it was more like, oh, that might be interesting and it's relatively low alcohol for
0: driving purposes. Yeah. And... Oh, look, I don't mind an Irish Red, but you know what you're getting most of the time. It's not super exciting. Just tastes a little old. You know, yeah. it was a bit tired, the malts and... Oh, well, it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. None. What about two rupees? Two rupees
1: was really cool. Um, So they're brand new. I think they've been open three weeks. Three weeks at the time of recording. Mm. Um, So mid July. Yeah. Yeah. Mid July. Um, Where are they? Clayton. Yep. Um, It's a lot of sort of student accommodation behind them. Um, Interesting. It's, It's also run by two Sri Lankan guys, which, you know bit of diversity in the industry is always nice. Yeah. Um, they're both really lovely guys. Had a good chat to them about their beer. So Sri Lankan Australian or yeah. from Sh- yeah. Uh both, both from Sri Lanka. Okay. Um, moved out here like 15 years ago. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, brewing some nice sort of... Their, their philosophy is about sort of
0: sessionable stuff. Okay, so it's all pretty chill. Yeah, well... Because they... when you're near student accommodation, that probably makes sense. But they had a... I'll call it a golden ale. Yep
1: a wit beer, yep. a brown, a sessionable brown ale, like a New, Newcastle brown yep, sort of style brown ale, that. and an XBA. Um, and the pick was definitely their wit beer, which they'd also chucked cumin in, which mm. was awesome. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. I can yeah. say that working very yeah. nicely. I did.
1: i <laughs> have to steal that one. Yeah, I think so. Um, and yeah, that was really good. How their was... venue's tiny.
0: Okay. Uh, I think they're licensed for 20 and do you reckon you'd fit twenty in? You'd fit twenty, okay. But like it'd be tough. It's not much bigger, yeah. So like is there any comparable brewery size you can think of or is it very no. small? No, they're small. Really small? Like, I reckon it's it. the smallest one I've been in. That's cool. Yeah. Something more. I mean look, if they if they're in Clayton and like they want to make it work financially, you might as well take a small. Yeah, they spot. reckon
1: they can do with twenty. Yeah. it will work.
0: Um and they're looking, package, no package saying. yet.
1: Um, I assume they're going to get can seen at some point. You'd think you'd have to, or 20 may not keep your foot. They're looking to get, um, footpath
0: licensing for summer. Oh, cool. That'd be good. Um, and there is nothing around them.
1: Like it's, it's industrial. It's sort an industrial street. I'm
0: sort of thinking a bit, it's reminding me a bit of uh foreigner. Just what you just got. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, probably smaller than that, but that's not a big space and they have the nice outwards area. It's kind of industrial area, but. You know that when whole foreigner out. building? Yeah. It's probably like a third of the size. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's very small. It's it's small. But foreigner are good because like you know, sitting out the front. Awesome. Yeah. And so I think I think that's gonna work. Day. Um I'm gonna go
1: back. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I'll come with you. And they also tipped me off to another new brewery that I
0: hadn't heard of. Oh nice. In Roeville. So that will listen out for that in the future. And yeah, finally, the future. how is uh Urban Alley? Urban Alley was good. Um, I didn't realise
1: the whole backstory behind Urban Alley um, before looking into it a bit. Um, they were Collins Street Brewery. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They made a Once, once bitter, bitter. Yeah,
0: Once Bitter, that's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and the plan was to have an actual brewery on Collins Street, but that was never going to work. No, you wouldn't have thought that's a good idea. If anyone had thought that through for a minute,
0: they would have realised that wasn't going to work.
1: Nice idea in theory, maybe. Um, but it's done by a whole group of the Jewish community. Oh, cool! Yeah, which is something I didn't know. No, I didn't know that. Yet. Um, and they've got a kosher kitchen three days a week. Cool. Like that's... inside their full full kitchen. You
0: can get around that? Yeah, so that's cool. And uh, their beer is a beer is pretty not hard to find, really. No, you can find their core range around a bit. Yeah. Um, they also do. They make tinnies for they do. uh, coals. Oh, do they? Yeah. First choice, Like one of brand. Yeah, they're brands. new crafty ones. So they have a, an XPA, an IPA, and a pale ale. Oh, cool. Um, and I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like where I've seen them recently. But they're also, they do a lot of like venue sort of stuff. Like yep. House pale ale. Yeah, and stuff I knew again. that. Um, but yeah, so you enjoy Big, big brew house. Oh, cool. Um, You'd imagine their yeah, volume's pretty good.
1: So they can do a million litres a year. Yeah So that makes them Makes sense they're brewing for in. It makes them pretty big Yeah um, And
0: their venue holds something like five or 600 people Okay And um, was it decent? Like nice sort of space? It's nice It's it's Modern? It's modern I, ima- I just sort of imagine Urban so, so Alleyes being
1: modern the, It's directly under the Melbourne Star Like from the entry okay. You're 20 metres
0: away That's pretty cool Yeah
1: um, Huge outdoor decking area um, which Was is it a, busy? No Okay but that also doesn't
0: super do surprise. Me.
1: But I'm not sure if it wasn't busy because it was freezing on Monday night,
0: and there's room for 600. Yeah, like no, that. Like, like they could playing have been a low drawing game at the MCG. If it I think it was empty or something. If I
1: think about it, there could have been 50 or 60 people there. Yeah, you know, like so it could have looked quite busy in a s- smaller space. Yeah, no,
0: I understand what you're saying.
1: Um, and beer was decent. Yeah, really good. Cool. Um, what I have. Uh... Brown ale, which was good. Yeah. Or dark, I think they call it dark oh, ale. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's an English brown. Um, had a had IPA. everyday sort of pale ale. Yeah, foods, the sort something. of session-y, yeah. easy thing. There's also on top of like Bartronica and yeah, stuff. That and that yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, and then I had, an, I think, an IPA and a black IPA. And they were both... Cool. Decent. Pretty solid. Cool.
0: That's good to hear. Um, so you're about to head off to Hawaii. I am. In... 36 hours? Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Maybe less. Yeah. Who knows? Um, So we'll have plenty to report when we get back, no doubt.
1: Um, Yeah. I've been doing a lot of um, the contract or Gypsy Brews this month. Yeah, sort of for the flight. Try and get some reviews up on the flight.
0: Um, See how we go. Yeah. Well, that all sounds very promising. Um, Because I think we've just hit a third. Cool. And you've been to more than half. Yeah. So that's... We're getting there. It's not that much after halfway through the year. So no, we're getting there. By, by, by the beer o'clock, you know, timeliness, we're that's doing really good. I think we're doing yeah. really well, all things considered. Yeah, somewhat remarkable. Um, We'll be back in a moment to finish up with Desert Island 6-pack. I'm back with the Desert Island 6-pack. So, no seller this week. We're just kind of, gonna. You know, Jump into this and use this to sort of finish us off, and uh, yeah, we're doing Australian neapers. Yep. New England IPAs, New England Pale Ales, Imperial New England, blah blah blah. You know, as yep. long as they're Australian, we thought we'd sort of switch up. Lump them bit. all together. Right? Yeah, we we're gonna just do neepers. and we thought, no, let's let's narrow this down a bit more. Because and... if we just do neapers, we're going to end up with six American ones, probably the same. Mm. And if not the same, then I, don't know, I think it's interesting to look at. A scene like ours and what we've done with this. Because, um, you know, they're kind of their own thing almost. They are. Um, so it's sort of interesting. So, who would like to go first? Would you like to go first? I'm happy to kick off. Yeah. Sure.
1: Um, and I'm going to kick off with one that you definitely haven't had. Yeah. Because it was released in July. Okay. Um, the co conspirators, the distributor. Cool. Which is an imperial New England IPA. Yeah. And it was the creamiest mangoey New England IPA you can ever taste. That's awesome. That's
0: not surprising from them, but still good to hear. It's not always easy to ramp it up. No. But no, that was... I'll have to get my hands on some before... Uh... Especially because my first one's a matriarch. So... Ah, Very good. <laughs> yeah. Another co-conspirators one, and pretty much what you said on a smaller scale. Yep. And that is... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the one I drink the most, or have drank the most of Australian ones, so that's, uh, yeah, gotta be... I left it off mine because... I just thought you would it. have it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a bit of strategy with these. Doesn't no Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: well, topically, I suppose my next one I'll do Jedi juice.
0: Yeah, I didn't have that. Yeah, no. interesting. Um, not that I dislike it, but it's just uh, never quite blown me away. I don't know if I hadn't had the right setting, or the right freshness, blah blah blah. Whatever. I really it's the one I drink the most. Yeah. And I think that counts for a lot, honestly. You can say, because a lot of them are not interchangeable, but, you know, similar-ish. You know what you're getting. Yeah. So, like, the one you drink the most of, it says a lot about yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Also says a lot about their distribution, how fresh yeah, you can get it's, it. Yeah, it's got a lot of things Home like Nation that. are very good at that.
1: They're always reasonably priced. Like, yeah. Like, you can almost always find it. It's almost always
0: fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's, yeah, it counts for a lot. Um, I am going to go with Brandow's Industrial hay, which I talk about a lot on here, but I couldn't not. Put it on there, just because, yeah. Excellent Nepra, like, yeah. Um Sort of nails the bitterness better than I would have expected, which is impressive. Really nice fruit flavours, really juicy, just, yeah. Good Nepra. Yep, lovely. I'm going
1: to do, uh, on a similar theme to my last one, uh Juicy Jedi, which is the co- collab between Three Ravens and Hot Nation, combining they did- their juicy and... Jedi yeah, because they did
0: Ju- Jedi Juicy as
1: well. Yeah, Jedi Juicy, I think, was the one brewed at Hot Nation. Yeah. And Juicy Jedi was the one brewed at Three Ravens. <laughs> so you, Yeah, I don't think I ever had that. But yeah, I had content. on tap at Freddie Wimpole's, of all places. Ooh. Yeah. That weird sort of dive bar in St Kilda. But it worked super well. Like, yeah, it was awesome.
0: Like, juicy, I didn't have Juicy. Um, I'm yep. going to assume you didn't either. No. Um,. I really like... I think Juicy deserves a lot of credit. Um, just do a an, an early honourable mention. Yep. Um, really unique hop combo. Um, On normal Juicy. Yeah. And I think three Ravens are, do cool stuff. And, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, I'm going to go with... This was a debatable one, but Untappd said it was a New England IPA. Mm. So uh, Biggie Juice.
1: Oh yeah, I'm going to pay that.
0: Yeah, look, it's... Too bitter, but yeah. all the Australian ones are. All the Australian ones are too bitter. Yeah. And um I keep being really impressed by that beer. I keep expecting not to like it at some point and every time I have it I'm like this is really good. Yep. And it's not It it's is really well priced and it's not too hard to find and it's usually in good condition and yeah, there's just a lot to like about it. And yep. um I do like it a lot. Excellent. And number three four three, I think.
1: I think it might be four. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to stick with the juicy theme. Yep. I'm going to have Galaxy Juicy.
0: Ah, yeah. yeah. Which is the one of the um, juicy range,
1: you know. In I there. did
0: feel safe saying that we wouldn't have normal juicy because there are a billion juicy variants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Galaxy Juicy was my favourite. <laughs> yeah. Because no, who doesn't love Galaxy Hot? Yeah. So uh, purely Galaxy hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty, yeah, I imagine that's pretty intense. It was. It was. Um, so, I have another one I haven't had, just because there's so many juicy variants. Yes, they just come out constantly, don't they? It's difficult to keep up with them, but good on them for doing it. Oh, well, why wouldn't you fuck the horse? Uh, so this is my fourth. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with, this is a bit of a different one, Sources Paisy Hale. Oh, yeah. Which I liked way more than I thought, and I sort of wish I could find it again. And it's just New England Pale Ale, um, but shit loads of flavour, like, yeah. it didn't really just feel like a pale, and I was a really big fan of it. We raved about that when we drank that. Yeah, which is, and like, we haven't really raved, talked about it at all since, we no. were just, when we had it, we are just like, this is really, really good, and then, and it I sort of just, yeah, remembered it as I was sort of looking at things for this, and, like, that was really good, and I do like New England Pale, I don't mind, I guess the style went well, I'm a big fan of it, so, yeah. For my fifth one... I'm gonna go with the '86 from Fixation. See, I had, I, I would have had this on there. I love that beer, but I actually like, I really don't think that's a name. That. Neper, yeah. Um, and I know that on tap, but that was yeah. more just a personal decision. I'm like, I, this yeah. is my me taking a stand against this. But I, I, I definitely would have had that. I'm, I'll say that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great beer, isn't it? To beer both of us enjoy. Yeah, it? Like, very much. When it's it's we about six
1: percent, ish.
0: Yeah, and it's just a, it's a hazy IPA. I mean, you could. Could pass for a neeper.
1: Yeah, I think we probably should have called this segment NIPA slash hazy. Yeah. Just because I guess
0: it's... I think all Australian neighbors are hazy. IPAs. Yeah. With a few exceptions, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. And then I um I think the eighty six is great and like every time we go to the incubator we usually. Yeah. So what we warm up with or whatever and it is a ripping beer. Um and yeah. Good yep. call. Good call. I'm gonna go with another weird one. Like I think a lot of the reason is I've got a few weird ones on here, so yeah. Um, I'm going with Mash Brewing's Little Nepa, simply oh, yeah. because I really, really like the idea, and they actually pulled it off, which is probably the harder part. So three and a half percent mid-strength Nepa, which has a hell of a lot of flavor, um, and yeah, I just really, really blew me away with how good it was. For like, it sort of just tastes like a New England pale. Like it's just, and I think the way that Nepas are designed really hides any lack of body that you might get from mid strength. Yeah. So I thought it was awesome. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if no one ever attempted it game because it's probably a nightmare to make. It's such a niche sure it's a product. In the ass to make yeah. And like You can't well, sell it for the price you'd want. That's you the thing, to... yeah. Like it's an expensive mid strength but it's probably still too cheap kind of thing. Yeah. But I thought it was really cool and I like to reward points of creativity yeah. as well as being very nice. I think that's good. Uh, so number the final one for you.
1: Yeah, six. and I'm going to go with Mr. Banks'
0: as The Drop, number one. I thought you would have Mr. Banks. I, I was looking for one, but uh, yeah. Yeah, this is the one. This is very recent, isn't it? This is, so this is their thing where
1: they did, it's not for sale anywhere else. It's purely you sign up to a mailing list, you pay for a four-back or whatever yeah. beforehand, and they drive to like six random spots around Melbourne, and you go and pick it up from there and cool, have a chat. It's a good concept. Yeah, so I went down when I was blind drunk, still from the night before. <laughs> the best way to go <laughs> around the corner, you know, in yeah. South Yarra, freezing cold, about nine thirty in the morning. <laughs> the best time to go pick <laughs> to up. have some Imperial IPA, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and pick up some, and it was excellent. That's <laughs> oh, amazing, um, Mr. Banks knows the dry hops. Yeah, he really knows, um, and the dry hop bill's amazing. It's Nelson Savon, Citra and Eldorado. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. NEPA
0: kind of hazy IPA, whatever you want to call it. I reckon it's the best Australian IPA for years. That's an awesome call, yeah, and a, a big one, and yeah, those guys know what they're doing. Just another, always buy their beer. Another one I'll have to look into. Yeah, I mean the Mister Banks one of those ones where like you're always in, in keen to see them do new stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, they seem to keep getting better too. Consistent, like just consistently getting better. They no, were good time. to start
1: with. Yeah, yeah, they started well, and they've just got better and better. Which I didn't think they were going to do. I thought at the start they were going to
0: yeah be pretty good, but yeah, now they've really like started and they, they're sort of like call them like Melbourne's Modus almost without yeah incredibly expensive cans yeah. Um, they kind of remind me of that. Like they're really hot focused and they do a few things here and there. They do a few dark beers, a few they sales. do some nice sours. Yeah, um, I think they're definitely hot fans though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can kind of tell definitely. Um, so my final one is just. Pretty much put all the squids on here. I went with squid rising, but it depends on what what you feel like. I was going to go squid rising as my honorable mention. Yeah, and like you know, you could put supremacy. Even Jiffy squids a cool little beer. I think supremacy is probably the better
1: beer, but uh, you would prefer rising more often. Yeah,
0: I think uh, supremacy. I've had it twice, and once it was a little hot. Yeah, and it's, it probably seems like one of those beers that's going to be more temperamental because it's like a triple New England IPA. Yeah, or something when like. it's when it's good, it's really really good. I just think Squid Risings generally it holds up pretty well after like yeah. a month or two as well. And it's just yeah, I think it's a really solid beer and pretty easy to find. Yeah, all the stuff you like to tick off. Um, like there's yeah, I mean obviously we've talked about plenty and there's a few other weeks others we could go for, but um yeah. Yeah. you want to give us one of those few others? You've achieved me with a few honourable mentions. Or... I've got a couple um, that I could give out.
1: Um, I'm going to give one out to the Mills. I can't believe it's
0: not juice. Yeah, oh, yeah I wanted to give that some sort of shout-out. So yeah, I didn't think that. it was quite in the six. but No, it's not a yeah, not a top six, but it's it's a good beer. Um, I was going to, uh, on a similar kind of note, mm. um, I was going to go... One of Westside's ones. Yeah, Westside sells maybe Weekend Juice. Weekend Juice, I think it's the one. And um, their stuffs, yeah, they they do. They're consistently excellent. Yeah, and um, they're nice American sort of pint glasses. A very nice way to have one of those. Three and a half cent It drinks. really is one of those brews that I could just sit in. Yeah. Like all day and... and We need, we need to go check out the sort of... The new one. Yeah. Bigger, we to the old one a few times. The
1: bigger, more spacious one, apparently. Yeah. Which was always the only problem with
0: Westside was it was so tight. Yeah, so if they can fix that up then. Uh, we've got, got some more, actually. I've got two more that I want to do. Cool. I think I've got another one so we can uh, Get go back in. and
1: forth. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the BoJack Calypso that you and I both had. Yeah. Down I, there. I like that. Um, they are now canning, so you can now get that in cans.
0: Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I was fond of that, let's say. Um, it was... A lot of their stuff... I mean, that was kind of why we went there, I think. Like, yep. we had to go there for your list, um, but it was also one of those ones where it's like, this is the beer yeah. for them, and then that's kind of, you know... Yeah, we knew that was the beer going in. Yeah, so it does, it does help if you're actually have a real reason to go there. Um, I wanted to sort of give a shout out to something Modus-y. Yep. Um, I like Gadzooks was kind of what I wanted. That was good. Yeah, I think, that, again, hazy Eye. That was one of those
1: like $20 Modus cans, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: and probably one of the only ones I thought was worth Worth it. the money? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. Um, you got another one? Yeah, the last one I'm going to do is the Bonehead phase-out, phase-in, which yep. we've discussed before
1: on the podcast
0: yeah yeah um it's just a ripper beer yeah no i i I was really impressed with that and i sort of heard mixed things so i wonder if we just had a super good condition one or i don't know like you've heard bad things about it i've just heard mixed things yeah i've heard some people say it's too sweet and interesting hasn't you know quite come out how they want it to blah 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 but well i've had it twice and i liked it both times a lot so yeah, a couple of quickies. Uh, neither of these are sort of remarkable enough to even talk heaps about. Just two more I, I liked quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Street X collaboration with Beer Farm. Uh, Boonta, which is sort of one that came out. It's just, I thought it had a really nice like orange flavour, which I don't That's get That's cool. Heaps. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of orange sherbet a lot. Yeah, like yeah. creamy. And yeah, that was good. So it sort of had a little limited run. I think around good beer wake. Yeah. Some floating around. Um, the other one is a bit of a weirder one. I got it in a Crowler when I was in Western Australia from Beerland. Yeah. America, which has won the wheat Yeah, beer, yeah, Won the uh, champion Australian beer. Uh, it was a New England Pale Ale, um, 4.5%, and it was just, like, super oh. juicy and, like, citrusy and, like... I don't know, I was just really impressed. Uh, they have a brewery... I got it from their brewery that's in the shopping centre, which is kind of famous. The one you were telling me yeah. about, which sounds really weird. It is weird, but it was also cool to get a Crowler of New England Pale Ale from a shopping centre, and it was very tasty, and, um yeah that's really about it I want to just uh quickly run through uh, mine were Matriarch Industrial Haze Biggie Juice Squid Rising Paisy Hale and Mash Brewing's Little Nipa. yep mine was the Co-Conspirators Distributor yep um Galaxy Juicy was on
1: there Galaxy Juicy was on there Jedi Juice was on there yep Can't forget that. uh Juicy Jedi was on there <laughs> God, there was a bit of a theme there wasn't yeah. there um the drop, the drop, from Mr. Banks from Mr. Banks, and the eighty six
0: from Fixation. Yes, that's right, and that's. I'm pretty happy with those twelve. No crossovers. No crossovers doesn't happen very often. No, but this is the kind of thing. Where there's a lot of variants which I probably didn't. Yeah, for. which we didn't think about as much as we should have. Yeah, <laughs> um, that just about does us. I think it's fairly brisk and yeah, short and sweet, relatively and, to the point this month. Yeah, and um, we'll probably be back late next month. I think so. Yeah, gotta to go to Hawaii, and I've got to start, got to catch up on some drinking. So, uh, well, that's it. then. in the meantime, though, may have hadn't... been
1: to Geelong. Never know. Yeah,
0: fingers crossed. Uh, if you have any questions, gusnorris Seven at Gmail dot com. Yeah, that only took one. me a year or so, so... to learn that. Yeah, <laughs> and we're
1: three o'clock AU on all the social media because someone, yeah. someone wanted to know the other day. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, and uh, plenty of stuff to read on there at the moment. Just busy time
1: think we're up to almost 20 posts for July in July.
0: That's, yeah, a good... Been a good month. Yep. No,
1: we just need six more months and we'll be done. <laughs> we'll be just about there.
0: Jeez, even six months at that rate, you probably won't be. No, we'll get there. Did you get there? Yeah, it okay. gets there. Oh, easy. Well, then you're on track. You're on track. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right, well, thank you very much and uh, we will be back okay, next time. Yeah, whenever.